welcome to Law Enforcement Today, the podcast. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. I'm a radio broadcaster and also retired Baltimore police sergeant. In every Law Enforcement Today podcast, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Be sure to check out our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and please take the time to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. So good to be back. Of course, my cohort is Robert Greenberg, right by your side where I should be, Jay. CEO and head, you know what, in charge of Law Enforcement Today. Our show today and our free app brought to you in part by the good folks at Galls. That's G-A-L-L-S dot com. Remember back when they had the catalog? I do. We used to get them uh, monthly shipped to our department. And they've been taking care of law enforcement officers and first responders for 50 years. Well, they've got the entire catalog of absolutely every product you can ever imagine available on their website, G-A-L-L-S dot com. From soft body armor, the BG Force ballistic vest, to leather gear, to clothing. I got a box full of clothing. Yes, you did, Jay. And uh, you're sporting a nice little gall shirt right now. And you're looking you, sharp. I'll tell you, it makes me feel good. I don't know if it makes me look good. Because I don't think they're miracle workers, but it, I think it, it's an improvement. You're looking sharp. <laughs> We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. We'll return to Law Enforcement Today in just a few moments. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-921-3813. That's 800-921-3813. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-921-3813. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-9060. That's 800-610-9060. 800-610-9060. are back. Before we turn to the conversation, be sure to like us on Facebook, search for Law Enforcement Today, and check out our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. we got a special guest today. Now, let me set the ground 
rules. We're not going to tell the guest name. and You'll understand the reasons why. We're not going to say her husband's name for, for, for reasons of anonymity. And we're not going to say what department he retired from. Right. It's really important that we don't do that. This way, there's many of you out there that will be able to relate and uh, also get some knowledge and, and, and maybe even some r- relating to the stories and incidents we're going to be sharing with you. Because in this case, anonymity is important, but not so. The details of the story are happening to so many law enforcement officers and their families across the United States on a near daily basis. And so many of these people feel like they're all alone and they don't know that that what's happening is rather common for the situation and so our guest i'm going to say we're going to call her sarge because my wife no matter what rank i had in the police department always outranked me and her husband is a retired police officer so we're just going to call you sarge sarge how are you i'm doing okay how are you good you, you don't sound like a commanding sergeant kind of voice there I'm doing okay. How are you? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty, good. All right. We're going to tell the, the brief synopsis of the story. Uh, Robert, do you want to let people sure. know what happened? Our, our guest, the Sarge, his uh, husband was permanently injured in the line of duty. And I guess, you know me, I'd like to cut right to the chase. So Sarge, you were notified how of the incident involving your husband? Um, I had... Two police officers come knock on my door and uh, and let me know that my husband was in the hospital, critically injured. He was in very bad shape. He, he was physically beaten almost to on the edge of death. Yeah. yeah. So this was not, you know, a little fist fight where you get banged up and bruised up. This was a, a major life or death situation. What was your first response when you saw the officers pull up to the door? I thought he was dead. I asked. That's the first thing that I asked. Because Ted had told me that one of his good friends will come get me if something's wrong or he he's dead. So that's the first thing I thought that he was. So you actually have had a conversation with your husband about a situation like this never realizing that one day it possibly could come true right and i feel like you have to live your life thinking that it's not going to come true because if you do live your life thinking it's going to come true every day it's just going to be really really terrible you're right i, I think there'll be so much anxiety and that's what i did and so many of my co-workers i can't speak for robert but we knew that the risk of death and serious injury was always there but someone in the back of our minds i don't know if it was superman complex i don't know what it is but it's like yeah but it's not going to happen to me because i'm good but we knew it was always there you just didn't think about it all the time yeah yeah i i try to keep things light i mean there were times where he wouldn't call me back and i'd, I'd call him and i'd call him and i'd call him and most of the time he was taking a bad guy to jail so Anytime he didn't call me back, that that was my first thing. You know, I think it's like kind of like mental self-preservation. You know, oh, he, he's just putting a bad guy in jail. You know, not that anything bad's going to happen. Well, you know what usually happened when I got a phone call like from my sergeant or, or you know, sergeant would say, hey, come meet me somewhere. When I was patrolman, I was usually in the bathroom. It's never a good, and it's it never, never good it news. It was never a good situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get to the hospital and, and what's the mood and what's going through your head and, and what do you see? 
um, I, I, I became really, really calm because I didn't want him to get scared from my reaction. So, I mean, his head was like, I don't know, like a huge balloon. Um, and he kept telling me that he didn't have any teeth. He didn't have any teeth. And, you know, I told him, I'm like, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to love you no matter what. It was just scary. It was really, really, really scary. But there was also some relief because I saw him. I physically saw him and he was breathing. So I, I composed myself. Um, and there was a lot of his brothers coming to visit, which that was, that was nice. I think we may funny. have jumped over one thing. When the police came to talk to you and you saw them come there, your first thought was that he was dead. Yeah. When they told you that he was in the hospital, he was alive, did you have any kind of emotional shift or what was your state of mind from, oh my God, my husband's dead to he's alive, but he's in bad shape? Okay. Um, you, um, you mean like when we were driving in the car or yes. riding in the car? Yes. Oh, I was, I was freaking out. Freaking out. Just get me there. Get me there fast. If we can fly, you just do it. You know? And I how was long, scared. How long was the drive to get there? I want to say like 30 minutes, but it felt like a day. Well, I, I couldn't get there fast enough. I can't even begin to imagine the uh, racing emotions and thoughts and fear and anxiety and adrenaline and projecting of, oh my God, how am I going to raise my kids? Because uh, mm-hmm. you have children. Yeah. He Does had that- our daughter then. We just had one. So, yeah, how am I going to tell her that her dad is gone? Yeah. You know, this is one of the reasons or one of the most important reasons that it's so important to have the Sarge on and people like her because we often do not hear of the traumatic stress, strain, and what the significant others and family members go through we only hear what the officer's pain and suffering goes through so you know it's really really beneficial to hear uh what you're you went through during this time now you're at the hospital he's saying i have no teeth mm-hmm. and you're you're saying i'm gonna love you no matter what what happens next does he go in for surgery um no um I remember that they were stitching his uh, the top of his eye up, and um, they no the, no he he was seen by a surgeon and his his uh, jaw was broken, so it, it was just it, it was weird his his whole head was weird, and they had said that he had to do surgery but the swelling had to go down so it was the next day they did surgery so they willed him upstairs gotcha and how how extensive and what type of surgery did they do they did uh like uh they put some plates in his jaw and screws and um they wired his mouth shut he looked pretty 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 terrible you so you're at the hospital 
you're trying to compose yourself for your for your loved ones and and your husband when was it where you were able to or have you been able to soak this in and actually i I guess is the right word grieve or go oh my god um nighttime i would cry never letting him know i felt like i had to be you know strong for him because i didn't know what the future held for him it was so so much i was going through so much because i knew that this was his career you know and i didn't know what was going to happen next the fear of Um, the unknown yeah yeah i remember uh, a nurse coming in to take blood and um she did it on his hand and i just didn't want anybody to hurt him anymore you know and she kept poking and she couldn't get the vein i i think i snapped on her a little bit like just forget it don't don't do it get me somebody else that knows what they're doing i just it, it was it, it was terrible about how old were you and your husband when this incident occurred i was 29 and he was 27. You're both incredibly young. you got a young family. You have a young daughter. This is a career he, because we know him, this is a career he wanted for so long and was so passionate about. And here he is severely injured, and you're wondering, what's going to be our future? What's in store for my husband? What's in store for me? What's in store for my daughter? That's got to be mind-boggling. Uh, it's it's really hard to wrap your mind around that. So pretty much what I did was uh, cry. Cry at night. And, you know, during the day I was composed. And he, uh, you know, his family was there. His mom and his sister came to visit. And all through that, I was composed. I I, I didn't know what else. I didn't know how else to be. I thought I'd have to be strong. I think that's a common thing, whether you're involved or not, by significant others, family, friends, they all feel that they have to be strong. And that, that takes its toll. Having to sit there and be the strong one in such a strenuous situation as you were in. I'm going to jump forward a little bit. How long has it been since this traumatic incident to your family and to your husband? Um, 10 years. 10 years ago. Has your nightmare come to tuition? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, every day is, is work because now his body is put together and to look at him he looks fine but mentally he's not he's got post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury so the person who I fell in love with and married is no longer there I have a different person now. 
and to some degree, has your role in the family changed as a result of his PTSD and traumatic brain injury? Yeah, I mean, we we try our hardest not to make life difficult for him because life is difficult enough. We like anytime we make like loud noises, like you know how things drop. I I have four kids; three of them are under the age of seven, so. You can imagine, you know, there's loud noises, and with post-traumatic stress, it's just the the loudness, they cannot take it. And any, like, sound that is like a boom, or it, it just, it's not good. He gets angry, like, really quick. It's like from zero to a hundred, just a matter of seconds, by a mistake that we drop a spoon or something like that. So always when my kids drop something, they, they say I'm sorry. Like, you know, knowing that he might flip out. And those things are not uncommon. I'm no expert. That's that's fairly common with a lot of people with PTSD. A lot of oh, noise, a yeah. lot of movement, high stress are, are, are big mm-hmm. triggers. Getting angry is a big problem. And because there's a, it, the inability to relax and there's constant, constant hypervigilance and constant irritability as a result. So that's got to be difficult because for the whole family, to some degree, you must feel like you're walking around in eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. And we do. We do. It's extremely hard. You know, um, marriage in itself is a daily, you know, daily work. You have to work at marriage for it to work. Oh, yeah. And just add an injury to it is... 20 times more work. By the end of the day, everybody's exhausted. So if I can summarize what you said, you wake up every morning of every day for the past 10 years trying to, I forget the term that you had used, make his life easier. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of toll does that take on you, take on you and, and your children? Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know about my children. I know that my daughter doesn't know her father any other way. Right. Uh, PTSD has become a part of our lives. It's, it's kind of its own entity. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it I don't know. Our lives revolve around that. I think the way he feels and and I feel that sometimes there's resentment in, in my part because he can't help the way he's being but can I help the way I'm reacting you know I'm a human being too and if someone's yelling at me because something little happened how am I supposed to react I try to do the best I can but some days are better than others with the resentment. You know, I try, I try to keep it positive. And one thing that's helped a lot uh, is just positive attitude. I'm reading positive books, um, music, upbeat, and it helps me a lot. Do you talk to other people that are going through this? Um, I have talk to other people 
And it's pretty much the same story for everybody. It's hard. And my whole thing is that, yeah, I, I, I could walk away from it. And I'm, I, I mean, people have walked away and gotten divorced and found it too hard to have somebody that is so difficult. But, you know, I made a promise to God to be with, with my husband until we die. And I'm holding to that. My hat's off to you, uh, because without going into great details, that's basically what killed my first marriage. And it was many, many years, and it was really more, and I, I was very resentful for, for a while, but it was really more than she could handle, and she did all that she could. And I understand that now today. Are there organizations out there to help the spouses of, whether it be military veterans or police officers or anybody else that are aff- afflicted with PTSD or tra- and or traumatic brain injury? Is there anyone out there making support services available? Um, not, not really for police. It's more for veterans. And I, I mean, I've gotten before to the point where I'm like, why don't you go get help? And he feels like he's all alone because He's like, I can't relate to veterans because it's it's different. We're fighting the war here. They're fighting the war overseas. So for a long time, he didn't get help. What has helped a lot was cause and stripes. He got a service dog from them and for free because... There aren't a lot of organs. Actually, I don't know of any organs. Actually, yes, I do know. We have here in Knoxville, Paws for Badges. Okay, so there's Paws and Stripes in Florida that gives dogs to first responders for free. If there wasn't a Paws and Stripes, we would have to pay $30,000 for a service dog. Now, out here, there is paws and badges, and it's a nonprofit organization that's doing the same thing as paws and stripes. You know, I can't help but this idea of Saturday morning, getting in my minivan, taking the kids to soccer, you know, and, and who we're picking up along the way. And so that's what the so-called normal family thinks about when they wake up in the morning on the weekend and you're telling me seven days a week you're thinking up i'm waking up how am i going to deal with my husband's ptsd each and every day Mm-hmm. yep and when i walk through the door what mood is he in i try to keep it light and positive you know that's, that's the best i can do over the 10 years of doing this you must have Forget how strong of a a spouse you are, because I'm sure there's male and female spouses out there that have been through similar circumstances as you. What can you share with people that are also living with people with PTSD? Is there anything, advice, anything you can say to share share with them that would help them make their day go a little bit easier? Well... What I do 
is I head to the gym in the morning, early morning, head to the gym and pretty much get out all my frustrations there. That's really therapeutic for me. How long, how long did it take you to figure that one? In other words, you know, some people find an outlet right away. Did you find that the gym was an outlet for you right away or is it? No, it wasn't. No, (laughs) alcohol was an outlet. For you or for him? For both. Because, you know, alcohol elevated his mood. But it was like like a hill. He'd be high, you know, getting tipsy, and then it, it would crash down. Right. And, you know, they would, there'd, there'd be crying, and I didn't do enough, and... um. Because because police don't get treated like veterans, you know. Pretty much everything is toward, geared toward veterans. It was that and, way uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, and I, I thought it was getting better. I mean, I, I feel a little bit now. I, I think people need to be educated on what police and their families go through because people really don't know all people remember is that they got a ticket when they were speeding you know but if we didn't have police and and when all they do is keep the peace i mean this place would be it'd be crazy the world would be crazy i feel like i mean we wouldn't survive as human beings Without the peacekeepers. You spoke about the drinking between both of you. Did you make a conscious effort to stop, or have you stopped, and and where are you? Oh, no, I I stopped. It wasn't doing us any any good, because I thought that when I drank, I could handle it better, but I became, I I think I became more resentful, you know, and, and my emotions came out a lot more. So, he drinks here and there, but when he does, it's pretty much he, he can't stop, you know. Um, so, basically, yeah, I've, I've slowed down. I do it now here and there. That's a really, really dangerous combination for people with PTSD and self-medicating to extremes with alcohol and or medication. It's a very very dangerous combination that that often doesn't end well i'm glad that you're taking steps in the right direction for your physical health and your mental health and your emotional health and the alcohol certainly didn't help you because i I just remember going through similar and drinking would create more of an emotional roller coaster and next you know you'd have the alcohol fueled arguments and we'd both be saying Uh things that neither one of us wanted to say and to add into the mix PTSD, that's just like, that's like rocket fuel. Alcohol oh, yeah. is like it's, rocket fuel or ethanol poured on a campfire. Absolutely. Absolutely. It and was, it it was bad. We were going to get divorced. We are going to get divorced, but when, when the sober moments come, and they did, that's not what I wanted. I, you know, and that's not what he wanted because, you know, we love each other. It's just, 
when you don't have, how do I want to say, like just a, a sane mind, you know, all the time, it's going to cause friction, you know, between a marriage. When it's it, like, okay, like we, we try to go as a family to a park and it's really difficult to do that because he can't be in, in a crowded place. If a certain type of person is around, it could remind them of the person that hurt him. You know what I mean? And all these floods of emotions. Come in. He's angry and, you know, irrational. And he pretty much stays home a lot. Let me ask you a question. Uh, first of all, I'll be honest with you. I'm finding this very, very difficult to talk about. And it's from my own background, my own experiences. Nothing to do with your story. Nothing to do with uh, your husband's story. It's what I went through. And it's very emotional. So it's very upsetting. And it happens so often to so many people. And I'm by no means an expert in this field. I can just tell you from my own experience. If there is someone listening now that that knows a treatment center or a professional in your area who's skilled at working with first responders who've been in traumatic situations, is your husband open to seeking a different form of help or open to trying again? I think so. I mean, I think so. It, it, yeah, I mean, he, I think that he, he, he doesn't want to see a therapist that tells him to breathe in and breathe out and you know, hold his fingertips and all that, but someone with something different. He tried, actually, um, biofeedback. Uh-huh. That's, like, to retrain your brain. But he didn't go long enough, and not because he didn't want to go. It's just it was just so far away. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, if something came up that was close, I think he'd do it. And, Sarge, one thing that comes up that we're not even addressing is is finances. Does insurance cover these treatments and, and how how have you been able to financially make it and get uh, your husband the help that he needs? Financially, it's, I mean, it's a struggle. He's flip-flop from jobs because, I mean, he has just like like panic attacks and he, he wants to go home and he's had, he's had pretty, pretty good jobs, but it never works. So, um, I ended up having to get a job and he stays home with the kids, which, you know, it helps, but it's hard. It's hard work for him because he's already stressed out and put kids and more kids and it's more stress. It's, it's really hard, really hard. Um, now, when it comes to medical treatment, his family's been amazing about helping us, but nobody else, insurance doesn't cover it. The department and his retirement, does he have insurance to his retirement? Yes, he does have insurance for his retirement. And does that not cover his recovery? No, like uh, biofeedback, that's... That, that 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 was something new that he tried. Right. And no, it was not covered. And so his family or your family or 
stepped in and, and helped you out financially so that he could seek that type of treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's the big difference between the military and, 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 veterans. I bel- and veterans and law enforcement. It's a service and it's something that we should all have access to, especially in these types of scenarios. You bring that up and I'm having a conversation with a man I know who's a Vietnam veteran. He's, he's a few years older than me. I also know his wife and he's struggling again with PTSD. He said, I, I went many, many years and I was good. I was fine. And certain things came up and whatever it was is not important because it is. And he goes, now he goes, I'm not sleeping. I'm having nightmares. I've got constant nonstop anxiety. I'm irritable. My relationship with my wife is deteriorating. My relationship with my kids is deteriorating. And he says, I'm going to the VA now every week for 10 weeks, and I'm doing stuff I don't want to do because it, it just beats the hell out of me. And I'm sitting there talking to him going, I wish I had the solution. I, I don't have you know a blanket solution for everybody. I said, you know, it's bad enough that we went through those horribly traumatic, violent things, and it, it affected us physically and mentally back then. But here we are, 10 15, 20, 30 years paying the price again. And it's not just the person who has the PTSD is paying the price. It's their loved ones. And they pay a significant price. Yeah. And it's not a whole lot out there for law enforcement officers. And I imagine there's even less for their families. There's nothing out there. There's nothing out there for me. So we've got to start something, right? Between you, we, we, Sarge and Robert and me and our spouses, we need to find something somewhere, somehow to get, because things like this don't just don't pop out of nowhere, out of a vacuum. Someone's got to push. Right. It, it'd be nice to have some, someone to talk to and be able to pretty much spill out all my emotions and the way I feel. Because I feel sometimes that, you know, my feelings are secondary to how he's feeling. And I, and I, I, I don't blame him. If, I mean, he can't help it. He can't help the way he reacts. I think getting it, getting, getting it out of my chest and getting it, you know what I mean? Just being able to have somebody to show me how to cope with it. You know, which I mean, I, I think, I think I do, but it'd be nice to have somebody that a professional help me out with it. And there needs to be something for you and for people in your position. And I, I would say this, the, the person who's afflicted with PTSD is not responsible for having it, but they're responsible for trying to find a way to get some relief from it. And they, right. they, they got to keep on going at it. You can't give up when it gets uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable all the time until it starts getting better. And it does get better. And the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is, I told you, my first marriage ended. I'm, I'm remarried. My wife and I are celebrating 17 years married, 20 years together. Uh. We have as sane a life as possible from looking on the outside she knows what my triggers are we know how to work around these things but it, it doesn't override and dominate my life is what i'm getting at and it, it isn't a destructive force in my relationships 
So what we're going to do here at Law Enforcement Today, and we know your husband, we've talked with him before, is we're going to continue to talk with him, and we're going to continue to try to ask him to look at other forms of treatment to find some solution. But in the meantime, if you had a chance to talk to other law enforcement spouses who are going through this right now, what would you say to them? Um, I would say um, do the best you can. Uh, meditate sometimes. Pray. Can't think of anything else. Well, now here's a magic question. The one that I think is going to maybe cause a little bit of a emotional reaction. What would you say to the police departments? In particular, the, the department your your husband worked for? Uh, I would say take care of your, your officers, especially one that go through traumatic things. I mean, he was pretty much pushed aside and they didn't care. They, they didn't show him any love. So, care about the people who, who put their lives on the line. That sounds like good advice for society as a whole as well. Sarge, I gotta thank you so very much for calling in and being a guest today and talking about a situation that's difficult, that's an understatement. Understatement. And the way you did it, uh, this is where I'm really proud of you. The way you did it, you did it in, you talked about it in a way where we can feel your emotion, we can feel the hurt, we Absolutely. can feel the strain, but you weren't like crazy, angry, neurotic about it. You were almost matter of fact, matter of fact with a lot of hurt involved. Yeah, it takes uh, a couple of years to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's an acquired skill you're saying. Yes, yes, experience. Well, I want to thank you so very much for being a guest on our show. And uh, what we want to do is we're going to off air, we'll get back in touch with you. And for anyone listening right now, if you know of some programs, some really, really skilled treatment providers in the Knoxville, Tennessee, Tennessee area, contact Robert myself here at Law Enforcement Today, and we'll pass along the information. In the meantime, we're going to start hunting for other places that are... Uh, What's a like inpatient type deal? Because that's a bad term. Um, Just help a client guest help. And right. so I think I think the big thing that I take away from it, and please, I'm not involved. So Sarge, jump in. Is support would be good. Yeah. Support, support and somebody to talk to on maybe a daily or weekly basis, not once a year, not every five years. And you need somebody that cares and shows empathy for what it is that you've been through and are going through on a daily basis that truly cares about your situation. We will get back in touch with you. Thanks again. Thank you. Let's pause and take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Remember... Support those who support law enforcement today. We'll be back in just a few moments. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. 
Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-921-3813. That's 800-921-3813. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-921-3813. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-9060. That's 800-610-9060. 800-610-9060. We are back. Before we turn to the conversation, be sure to like us on Facebook, search for Law Enforcement Today, and check out our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Now, that young lady we're calling Sarge, she wants to remain anonymous, and we're not using her husband's name or the department. Robert and I both know this man. We care about him deeply. Yeah, well, we've come to know him, and and we love him. Yeah, and uh, we're going to continue working with him, and I'm so appreciative that she took the time to talk to us about it because this is a subject that is so difficult for a lot of people to talk about. And for some people, it's just easier to say, I'm not dealing with this. I can't deal with it because it's asking people to be superhuman as spouses of those afflicted and they leave. Right. It just shows the character and and the fortitude and, and the strength that she has to be able to cope with this day after day. And then, um, I hate to coin that phrase of standing by her man, but she actually is. And uh, Well, she's actually t- she's performing like multiple roles here. Multiple, yeah. I, and as you said, this happened shortly after they got married. Correct. So he's not the, the man she married. Correct. And they have multiple children now, and it's just a difficult situation. So if anybody has any information on support groups for spouses of, of uh, who, who have their spouse afflicted with PTSD, TBI, anything like that, veterans, police, law enforcement, first responders, whatever, please send the information to Robert and myself. We'll pass it on to her. That's, you know, that's what we're all about here is helping the law enforcement community. And if anybody needs help, it's those officers that have been afflicted with PTSD. And their families. Fo- and, and their families. And their spouses. This, this, this person is going through reliving the after effects of this this trauma on a daily basis it's not just the person afflicted with it it's the spouse it's the children they live with the effects daily 
They weren't law enforcement officers. They didn't sign up knowing the risks. And yet they paid the price. So if there's no organization out there that is a support group for spouses of those affected with TBI and PTSD, let's get one. Absolutely. Somebody get something started. Let's, let's make this thing happen. And if you have one and we just don't know about it, please contact us so we can get you on the show. Oh, to I'd love be to have you as a guest. Yeah. yeah. So we can spread the word. Uh, we, uh, you know, we would love to be able to, to share the things that other people are doing that are helping our brothers and sisters out there, both foreign and domestic, military, law enforcement, first responders. So if you know of somebody, a group, an organization, or you personally are involved with something, please contact us so we can facilitate that information and using our social media platform and our radio show to get that information out there. It's so important. And how do people contact us? You can contact us by our emails. It's Robert at lawenforcementtoday.com, jay at lawenforcementtoday.com. On our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, there's a contact us tab at the top of the page. Fill out the information there. We have a Facebook page. Those of you that don't know about law enforcement, you will know about law enforcement today. And we're out there. We are there to facilitate information. And we can only do this by everybody working together as a team. There we go. We look forward to hearing from you. On behalf of everybody associated with Law Enforcement Today, I'm John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.